Start your engine. Get them revving. Are you ready to play full out? Shift it to a new gear and accelerate? Great, and buckle up. It's gonna be a wild ride. Don't say I didn't warn you. Welcome to the transformational series, Play by Play on Life. This podcast series provides tips, tools, techniques, and insights on how to reduce stress and increase joy, fun, creativity, inspiration, and passion. I'm your host, Jim Holzkinect. Hello and welcome, everybody. I'm super excited. Our guest today, you guys are in for a real treat. Uh, Very excited with our guest today. So who is with us today is Lainey Frazier. Now, you might not have heard of Lainey Frazier, but if you've listened to the radio, if you've watched TV, or if you've played <laughs> video games, basically, if you've been on planet Earth, I'm Aww. sure you've heard Lainey Frazier. Ms. Frazier started her voice acting career at the age of four. Can you believe that? Four years old. And she has voiced thousands of audio programs. She is currently heard on King's Isle Entertainment's Wizard 101 mm -hmm. and Pirate 101, mm -hmm. Nintendo's Metroid Prime 3 and Daybreak Games DC Universe Online. Yeah. Hello, Lainey, and welcome to the program. Oh, thank you so much. I really am honored to be here, Jim. So, first of all, what, what do you enjoy most about being a voiceover actor? Hmm, what do I enjoy most? Well, I guess because I get to get paid to play, you know? And, uh, and I can be anything as a voiceover actor, you know? I'm not limited by the physical being um, that we are when we are, you know, an on-camera actor. So I kind of like the, the, the variety and the range that you can be in doing voiceover. Say a little bit about how, you know, the role of the voice for somebody to be able to shift their, their state, if you will, you know, their mood, their way of being, their way of showing up kind of in the world. How important is the voice in, in that? In playing a character or in, in our voices in our lives? Uh, well, in, in lives, really, in, yeah. and also in a character, but in the, I'm really focusing on, on, on in our lives right now. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I judge people a lot by their voice. I can tell a lot by somebody's voice and how they carry themselves, you know. I can tell if they're a thoughtful person who thinks before they speak, or if there's someone who just kind of speaks and then thinks about it later, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, I can tell their self-confidence by their voice and whether they really believe in what they say or whether they, um, you know, are saying what they think people want them to hear. And it's not just in the words they say, but it's how they say it. So there's a lot of things that you can just tell by someone's voice. And I think that, you know, when we come into our voice, um, we come into ourselves. I'm a big believer that the voice is a connection to the soul. Lots of times when I talk to people before they take, a, I teach voiceover, and I have to talk to everybody before they'll take my class because I got to hear your voice. Um, you know, I, I make a lot of judgments about that that I have to remember for months because oftentimes my classes are filled for months at a time. Um, so I've got to remember four to six months later, what was that voice? You know, what did it tell me about it so that I can pull scripts that suit them? So I'm really paying a really good attention. And I will, like most people will, I'll, I'll, I'll have in my mind what I think that they look like. 
and you know and I'll picture them that they're you know tall or thin or heavy or short or, or whatever you know and what their age is and and how they carry themselves and then when they get there I am usually when I meet them for the first time I am usually 100% wrong <laughs> <laughs> You know, I can't tell really anything about their physical being by their voice. But as I get to know them, the choices that I made about the decisions I made about them and their soul, I'm usually 100% right. Mm -hmm. That I just got all of that just from their voice. Not what they said, but the way they said it. Roger Love said it really well. I think one time he, he was talking about if, if our lives are a movie, then our voice is the soundtrack. Oh, I love that. that. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Yeah. 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 So it, it speaks to what you just what you just said. Say a little bit about like how somebody, how you recommend somebody that they can improve their connection to their soul and be more playful by using their voice. What would yeah. you, What suggestions would you make? Well, two of them. You, one of them you just said, play with your voice. One of the things that we as adults we forget to do is play, and that's so important. You know, play opens up our mind. Um, that's why people find that kids keep them young. You know, my 88-year-old mother has often said to my daughter, you know, thank you for being in my life. You have kept me living and kept me young all these years. When we play with our voice, whether that is, hello, darling. I'm so glad to be here today. Thank you so much. How is my hair? You know, and whether we're, we're playing with a character, or we're playing with an accent or a style of a voice, you know, those kind of things are important to do to keep that playful side and that creative side alive. Because when you're playing, if you play right with no structure, then then it just frees everything up. So that's one of the things that we can do, you know, um, and. And I'll often, you know, don a, a, an accent or a dialect, and I'll keep it up all day, just all day, just having fun with it, right, and exploring it and see what I can do with it. So play is important. The other is another important thing that we forget, and that is listening, truly listening. Listen to the way that people say it's again it's not what they say it's how they say it mm -hmm. do they put conviction in it so I think playing and listening are the two greatest tools that we can do to become aware what other people do and then to start being able to listen to how what we do mm -hmm. and listen to ourselves yeah mm -hmm. and catch ourselves and be critics of ourselves and say oh wow I just used my voice there very effectively to communicate what would you suggest for somebody date, you know, like exercises they can do to, to, to experiment with being more playful with their voice and yeah. also listening more? What would you, what advice would you give someone that wants to improve that? Well, you know, one of the things is certainly we can play with, with, um, accents and dialects. So if I want to be a French person, I may, um, move my sound very forward in the mouth where the sound is coming off of the um, tips of the lips, you know. Um, um, if I want to be a southern gal, I can, of course, drawl out everything. Now, if I want to be a Texan, that's totally different. Because Texans, we're really hard on our sound, and like our R's are real hard, um, you know, like rubber. 
And so, um, so I can play with those kind of things. Um, you know, I can play with the placement of my voice. I can talk out of the top of my head. I can talk out of my eyes. I can be very nasal, you know. Um, so I can play with different placements of, of the sound of my voice. You know, if I want to be like a teenager who has braces, I can um, actually, you know, visualize that I have these metal things on my teeth and I'm having to have to put my lips around them, you know, so I can play with that. I can play with the different ages. And I can deal with kids who can't always pronounce everything very well. You know, I can become an old lady whose voice is getting thinner and who has a lot of quiver to her voice. You know, so I can play with ages. Uh, I can play with ethnicities and and, and locations. Um, you know, one of the things that I like to do is is go, well, what would that sound like? Like, what would a calculator sound like? Maybe a calculator might be very exact with their words. So, you know, you can play with objects and, and find a voice for it. And one of the helpful things to do is to have a partner. Because when you're a little kid, when you play by yourself, your imagination is great. But when you get someone else's imagination in, and then you're improving is basically what you're doing, mm -hmm. where you have to listen to someone and you have to take their suggestion, you know, and it's like, you know, when, you, when you're a little kid and, and, and you're playing with, you know, dolls or something and one of them says, um, um, I'm the mommy, then the other one goes, well, I'm the little kid and, and, and I'm going to take care of you. Oh, mommy, would you please let me go with you? Yes, we're going to go to school. Oh, I don't want to go to school. Ma, you have to go to school. But please, can I stay home with you? No, no, no. Let's go to school. You know, so you just start playing with somebody. And improv is a great skill. You know, and improv classes now are just booming everywhere all over the country. And even corporations are hiring improv troops to come in and work with their, their people in, in workshops to help them to begin to listen and to work as a team together, right? So improving is a good thing to do. So um, I just found that, that doing voiceover was a great way for me to be able to expand my range and be anything. I mean, I could be, you know, a queen. I could be um, evil, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I could be a ditz. I could be a kid, you know. And I just love that, that I could be anything with voiceover. Whereas, you know, on camera, um, you kind of, or what you see, because it's a visual art form. Well, so you you talked about the you can be whatever you want to be. That's what advice would you give someone as a way to how to use their voice to actually be able to shift how they're being in life, how they're showing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think um, I think the first thing is to take a soul search and to really sit down and say, okay, what are my core values? What is my mission statement? Right. Um, what is it that I see myself as? What is it that others see me as, or at least my perception of what others see me as? And how do I fit in with my life statement, my mission statement? For me, 
I've always felt that I was given a gift. Why was I given this gift? My mother wasn't an actress. My father wasn't an actor. You know, certainly my brothers and my sisters. I mean, we're as varied as anybody can be. Where did this come from? You know, it wasn't inherited. So I really felt that that's, this was a gift that was given to me, you know, from my high power. And that my mission statement is to share that gift to make a difference in people's lives. And mm -hmm. that's what I believe and that's what I'm going to pursue. So I think that if we take an honest look at ourselves and say, you know, who am I? What do I want to project out? And then I'm going to take a look at to whom am I talking to? You know, what am I trying to do with them? You know, that's one of the things that I do whenever I'm doing a commercial is that it's not just who am I speaking, but who am I talking to? You know, if, if I'm talking to who's the demographics of who this ad is targeted for, and then I will look at what is important to that person. And how is this product going to help them? And oftentimes I will tell actors when I can tell when they're on the mic, they're being very self-conscious of the way that they sound. I'll say, get your focus off yourself. Think about the person that you're talking to. Visualize them. Not only, you know, who they are as a demographic, but what's your relationship to them? What do they look like? And visualize as you're speaking their reaction. How important is it for people to give themselves permission to play? Like what, what's, the, what's the key to, for them to do that? It is a part of life to be creative, right? I think we would all go insane if we had no expression of creativity, whether that is song or dance or, or you know, even doing a puzzle can be creative, right? From your experience, is playfulness and access to that creativity? Oh, yeah. We need to be silly. Quit taking ourselves so darn seriously. Mm, that's right. You know? Right? Yeah. Our wiser selves know when to be serious. But there's that, that little part, that kid in us. I mean, don't you yourself, can't you think about something that happened when you were four, five, six, seven years old? And, and you don't think of it as back then. You think of it in your mind as it's happening now listening to it, right? And you replay it, and then in that instant, you're there again. You know, so we're, we're I don't know, this time thing, you know? I mean, I know that it's a reality because we, we do age. That's apparent, <laughs> you know? But, but I hope that our souls are, are kind of fluid and that they go back and forth between times and that, you know, you'll, you can always feel certain ages. You know, it's like um, when financial advisors talk to me about, when do you plan to retire? And I'm like, never. <laughs> Never. I'm going to record my last breath. <laughs> so I just hope that I just keep growing and playing and having fun mm. and enjoying it. Yeah. This is the only life we got. Right. That we know of. <laughs> if we have another one, well, then we'll deal with that then. Right. 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 But for right now, this is it. So enjoy it. Go for it. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, people sometimes will, will come to me and they're like, am I too old to get in... In, involved in this, you know? And I'm like, well, tomorrow you're going to be even older. <laughs> so when are you going to start? Right. Never, you know? Never too old to start, right? No. Yeah. No. I want to be, you know, those 108-year-old women that they're going, they still roller skate. <laughs>
<laughs> what advice would you give someone who wants to get into voiceover acting? Like how to, how to do it, how to approach it? What, what advice would you give them? Oh, gosh, lots of it. <laughs> That's what I give them, lots of it. Um, well, you know, I'm a big believer in training. You know, I train people, so obviously I believe in that, right? And I think that's important. You know, get into a classroom, uh, into a class, a workshop, and because, you know, it takes more than just a good voice. One of my students one time had this epiphany in class, and he said, everybody in voiceover has a good voice. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So having a good voice is great. And if the universe keeps telling you, you know, people keep saying to you, gosh, you've got a great voice, you ought to do something with it. Pay attention to that, right? Again, you're given a gift. But then get into a class to see if, other than the good voice, do you have what it takes? Do you have intuition? Do you have playfulness? Can you take direction? Can you mold your voice, you know? Um, to, so to see if, if, if you've got the talent for it, to see if you like it, you know, it's for whatever reason, lately I've been challenged a couple of times by people who have taken my class and they'd never done any of this kind of thing, never taken an acting class before, you know, never been in a play or anything like that, never been on a film. And they were like, who are you to tell me what to do? I'm like, one, I'm the teacher, and for the other, I'm the director, and that's what the director does. We're all part of a team, right? And nobody is more important than the other because it's a teamwork, right. but somebody has to be the one that has the vision, that leads the team. So, you know, to see if you can take direction and if that's something you feel comfortable with. There's some people who are like, I can't do that. I don't like to be told what to do. And I'm like, well, then this is not the career path for you because that's what we do every day. People will be telling day. you what to do all the time. I mean, yeah. That's what we do in the yeah. studio every day is mm -hmm. we take direction. And then to see if, if this is something you want to pursue even further. Now, you can also take, you know, an on-camera class or, or uh, an improv classes. Those are good. There are other things that you can do on your own. Like I was saying, start playing with your voice, right? If if you, you know, want to do cartoons and animation and video games, watch a cartoon, turn down the, the volume, and improv the line, you know, and just play. Uh, another thing you can do, especially if you are interested in, like, animation, is read to kids. Kids are the best audiences. If a three-year-old is not totally engaged in what you're saying, they will stand up and walk away. <laughs> you know, they will. Instant feedback. Instant feedback. So, you know, if you want to do animation, read to little kids. Not only is it a benefit for them, studies have shown over and over and over again, if you want a child to become a reader, read to them. So read to kids, play with the voices, be consistent, and kids will catch you and say, that wasn't the right voice, <laughs> you know. Another thing you can do is you can volunteer to read uh, for the, the blind um, or the visually handicapped or the print disabled, okay. Um, so those are wonderful. There are all kinds of organizations in practically every city. Um, there are, are reading organizations where they have a closed circuit, a reading service where they read to the blind, okay? Um, so you can do those kind of things where you're volunteering. And I'm a big believer in volunteering. Volunteering makes you feel good about yourself.
right? Because you're giving back. It also holds you accountable because you know someone's relying on you being there. So you actually will do it. And, you know, if I told you, I want you to practice with your voice every day for an hour, you would go, okay, okay. And then later on today, if I called you and said, well, did you do it? Oh, I got busy. Tomorrow I will. I call you tomorrow. You know, I'm definitely going to start this weekend. I'm going to start doing it. Mm. Call you this weekend. You know, it's just been a heck of a week and I have roommate problems, blah, 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 blah. Um, um, you know, next month when I have a little bit more, and next thing I'm three years later, did you ever start working on your voice? No. Whereas if you're volunteering, you have to show up. You have to be accountable. So you'll do it. Now, another thing to volunteer, and this is a great thing to do that people tend to overlook. Think of all of the elderly people out there. I mean, we have the aging of America, right? So many elderly people love to read, but they cannot anymore. Their eyesight, macular degeneration, you know, diabetes has robbed them of their eyesight. Um, um, you know, their hands are shaking, so they can't hold the book steady anymore. The print is too small. Whatever. Go to your uh, nursing home and read to seniors. They love it. They really do. They cherish the time that you have taken to spend time with them, right? They get to relive memories if it's a book that they've read before that they loved. Um, you know, you might be surprised at how some of them want to read risque books. <laughs> you know, but that's fine too. But so those are all things that you can do individually right now. It doesn't cost you a penny. Is get out there and volunteer. Volunteer to read at schools. Volunteer at a library. Volunteer at the reading for uh, you know recording for the blind. Volunteer in a nursing home. You know, and then you can take classes. And when you take classes, you know, I would, of course, recommend that you work with a teacher who knows what they're doing, who's <laughs> <What>? actually... <laughs> what a concept! I know, yeah, I know, crazy, <laughs> crazy. Um, um, but, you know, someone who has practical experience in the studio, don't take from someone who's, like, never done any recording at all themselves, right? Um, you want to take in a professional sound studio so that um, you're actually working with state-of-the-art equipment and real studio atmospheres so you can learn about mic technique and studio etiquette. And then you want to make sure that this is a, a small class where you're really getting one-on-one. -on -one. You know, I remember myself taking many acting classes where I went, oh great, there were like 40 people there and I didn't connect any of them. You know, I'd rather be in a small class of six people where I really connected with each one of those and became friends. And then after that, after you've trained and you feel you're ready, um, then find a professional demo producer. Don't try and create a demo yourself. It probably won't be the quality that needs to be there to be competitive. Hmm. You want to work again with a professional demo producer someone who, you know, knows what they're doing, has access to good equipment, so it's going to sound good. Are there sources like maybe YouTube where someone can do all, you know, practice accents, different kinds of yeah, accents, yeah. and voice placement? Yeah. What do you recommend yeah. for you that? You know, I mean, the internet is one of those things. It's it's wonderful and it's hurtful, <laughs> you know. So, Say more um, about that. How, how is it hurtful yeah, as a voiceover? You know, like if I'm going to do a Russian accent, 
okay so um i can look online and i can look at russian extinct and and you can learn good and bad sometimes they're really hokey and they're whatever you know but um so the, you know yeah i mean not all of it's going to be great some will be kind of like really <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, but that's a good way to do it, too. If you want ads to practice with, you can find those online. Um, magazines are filled with ads. So, you know, I'm constantly ripping a magazine ad out and playing with it. And what suggestions would you have for someone to be more powerful in their speaking and their voice? Well, one of the things, breathing is very important and knowing the proper way to breathe, right? Of really using your diaphragm when you breathe. So you're not speaking from up here and your voice is tense because you're not allowing a full breath. So you wanna make sure that before you speak, I mean, if you have to make a speech or something like that, I really recommend that you, the preparation. Preparation prevents piss poor performance, right? <laughs> so one of the things I will do is I will start with a physical warm-up and we'll go through a set of isolation exercises to just warm up every joint from my neck to my wrists, elbows, shoulders, my rib cage, my hips, my ankles, my knees, my hips, and so that my whole body, my spine, so that I am centered. Mm. And when I'm centered, I'm much more relaxed yet energized right so i'm kind of on that nice even keel of having energy but yet being relaxed then i will go through a series of um, exercises to limber up my articulators my tongue my lips my jaws you know and to make sure that that is all working and again is energized and pliable and then i'll go through like some um Vocal exercises that, again, are warming up, um, articulation exercises, uh, tongue twisters are great. Those kind of things, they're fun, it's play, and it warms you up, right? So I'll do all of that where my physical, my instruments, I'm ready. Is, okay? there, is there some place that you, I mean, over the years you've developed this, but is there some place that someone could go to, to find some exercises to do this? You can find tongue twisters. You can find isolation exercises online. Sure, sure, I'm sure you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but then that's that's the physical thing. Then I have the moment of the mental, where for me again, this is my value system, my core values, and my mission statement. I will say my little prayer. Thank you, Lord, for the gifts that you've given me, and may I use these talents to the betterment of someone else. And I really believe that. And I say that every time, before every class, before every performance, just to remind myself, this is why you're here. And then I do this little thing, and it's the figure eight, and it's the infinity symbol. And if I cross, I have to cross over my midline, but if I cross over that midline, I'm opening up that cerebral cortex, that frontal cortex, which will connect left and right brain because when we are most centered is when we are using both halves, both hemispheres of our brain. So 
I will do the infinity symbol using my finger, tracing it, and I will do it like, you know, 60 times. And as I do it, again, I have to cross over completely over. You can't just kind of do it here, right? You have mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. do it all the way across your body, right? And as I do it, I notice I become calmer and calmer, and it will slow down. And by the time I get to 60, I have that inner peace. Right? And when I'm at peace with myself and I feel prepared and I've done my work of thinking about who am I, what are my values, what am I trying to project here, who's the person I'm talking to, what are their values, what's our connection, what's our relationship, what's the message here, and am I willing to listen and take it wherever it needs to go, then I'm going to speak with confidence. And I'm going to make sure that that person that I'm talking to feels that they're being heard. Well, great. Well, that's uh, given so many great, wonderful insights. If someone wants to know a little bit more about, um, see a little bit about your 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 program, VoiceWorks, mm -hmm. and maybe how they could get in touch with you, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, they can contact me at Laney, L-A-I-N-I-E, at Laney Frazier, F-R-A-S-I-E-R. Uh, dot com, or they could call me at five one two four four one six zero six zero. This woman is wonderful about helping people get a voice in the world. So, no better person to have in in your corner for that. I've been just so grateful, and I'm very um, honored to have you here today, oh. and have you as my voiceover coach, and have you be Jim. I have to tell you, you darling, do. you are one of my favorite people. Oh. I have to say that. I want them to know that you are such a wonderful person. And you have said, shed so much light on the world and helped so many people in so many ways. So I'm honored. Thank you so much for inviting me. Guys, thank you for listening. Uh, and be sure to tune in next time. But go to Laney uh, Frazier's website, either the VoiceWorks or LaneyFrazier.com, and check out her classes. If you need I did class. teach weekend workshops so that people from out of town can come in. Oh, there you go. Okay, so there's no excuse. Have fun with it. Be playful. Go out. Make it a great, playful, fun day. Thank you for listening. So until next time, go out there. Choose to play today. Make it a priority. Shift it to a new gear. Give yourself permission to play full out and make the whole world your playground.